Lately, we've been doing everything from home, working from home, exercising from home, schooling from home, breakfast, lunch, and dinnering from home, wishing we were anywhere else on the planeting from home. And with all this extra time, we're realizing how important it is to make sure our place is the right place. Enter apartments.com. With the most listings and powerful search tools, it's easy to find exactly what you need. Apartments.com, the most popular place to find a place. Everybody, what's going on? Rob Cestrino back here to talk 90 days happily ever after. Week number four here of the new season. And uh, very excited to uh, be back here to uh, talk with Mr. 90 Day Fiance. Puya Zambakili Puya, how are you? Delightful. Delightful. Yes. It's always a pleasure talking to the Wonder Woman to my Hulk. Nope. And, uh, don't say that. <laughs> don't, yep, say that. that <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, all right. Uh, Puya, a lot going on here on this week of uh, 90 Day Fiance. I'm excited to uh, break this all down. How was your weekend, Puya? Weekend was very good. Liana and I had put in an application on an apartment. We got the apartment. Wow. So, yeah, we've got a whole new level of excitement over here. Uh, we're in the preliminary stage of thinking about packing, which I know you're in the middle of packing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I've been really just uh, very focused on that for the better half of uh, like uh, the last two months. Uh, it's been a lot. Been a lot going on. Yeah. Well, you're almost there. You're almost there. We believe. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, Puya, let's let's distract me from uh, talking about moving and uh, talk about uh, all of these uh, wild couples uh, last night. Some really some uh, we uh, we were all over the map last night. Of course, uh, we had Angela finally getting her procedure. Uh, we had just like a complete battle royal breaking out uh between uh the chucks family business between uh andre and becky and charlie uh and then uh kalani and uh kalini and and uh, Suelu, uh some wacky stuff going on well what was the top story in your mind puya for me, the top story would have had to have been the Andre and Elizabeth's family mm-hmm. still going at each other's throats more so than before. They're um, the I best. Think- They're the best. They should have their own show. Well, honestly, Rob, at this point, they do because they're on every season. Like this is they're on. Yeah. I think they've been on the most seasons ever. It's so good. I, I really enjoy this. It's just like that this should be like a uh, serialized show. If the whole show was, you know, I, this is a two-hour show, but I, I could do with 60 minutes of this uh, every single week. Wow, you really are loving what you're getting from I love huh? it. I love it so much that I feel like that this is like the the, the best serialized drama on television. <laughs> yeah, they have, they're nothing but drama. It's all just drama with them all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, this was really wild. Uh, Andre was packing his lunch in the morning to go to his first day of work uh, with Chuck. Looked like he was just uh, bringing a salad. Yeah, didn't look like uh, he packed light. Yes, I don't think he wanted to be sitting around having a big lunch with the family at all. I mean, Andre's a big guy. I feel like he needs uh, more than a salad. I think you'll eat when he gets home. I think the the key for this for me is that every time Andre talks to anyone mm-hmm. in this family but his wife, he doesn't want to talk to them. So mm-hmm. it's a salad's quick. You shovel it in. You leave. 
you don't have to deal with them sit down talk you don't have to like set up shop you just it's an easy grab and go you think andre does uh puts the dressing on in the morning or do you think he has like a separate container for the dressing I, there's no world where Andre's separating this dressing. It's mm-hmm. all in a mix. Because I'm going to separate the dressing, Puya. I don't want the salad just like uh, marinating in the dressing all day. I agree. I agree. I'm not a fan of that either. I like to dress as I go. I think mm-hmm. that's the move. Sometimes I don't want the dressing to be on all the bites. Sometimes I want one bite full of dressing. I, I want to be what do the you decider. Do you dip in the dressing? No, that would be nuts. No, 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 no. I like get a spoonful or like if i'm if i've got a little tupperware and drizzle it on a little bit mm-hmm. but on my terms not on the tupperware's terms that's been sitting in the fridge none of that okay yeah all right so andre is all ready for the uh first day of work there seems to be some question about elizabeth as uh the uh stay-at-home mom is elizabeth like no yara when it comes to being uh on top of the ball as a parent so the whole thing with them is that up until this point, Andre's been the one who stayed at home while Elizabeth's been working. And she's been trying to get him to swap places. Um, I think she mentions that she finds him being the breadwinner sexy, but also she wants time with her daughter. But then she does mention that she's going to struggle with the multitasking potentially. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how she does it, though. Okay. All right. So elizabeth is going to be home with the daughter uh andre is still hung up on his last interaction with charlie says charlie was very suspicious uh when they took did charlie come across as sus to you puya charlie's demeanor screams sus always Mm -hmm. his mode of operations is sus pretty much pretty much i mean look no further than his facial hair to me it's so suspect but Mm -hmm. what i will say is that um it's very funny the dynamic between these two because i think both of them constantly think the other one is scheming about them so and when nothing's happening so in reality they're in each other's heads rent free caused by only themselves Mm -hmm. all right so he's going off to go work with chuck uh he has a lot of big plans andre he's gonna multiply chuck's money he's gonna take chuck's money and multiply it boom easy yeah easy He's he's a man of success. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I would never doubt him. Mm-hmm. And that you'll see, you'll see what he's going to do because he tells Elizabeth that um, you know he is going to go be. Um, they talk about like being. Are are you a big fish in the small pond? No, Andre is actually he's going to be a big fish in the ocean. And Elizabeth says, "Well, isn't that a small fish? No, you don't get it, Libby." You don't know what's going on, Libby. I'm a big fish in the small pond. Then I'm the big fish in the ocean. That's it. I'm still the big fish everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I had an ounce of confidence in the way I think about myself, the way Andre just speaks things into existence and believes them to yeah. have existed now. Wild. Yeah. So what's better, Puya? We'd rather be a, a big fish in a small pond or a big fish in the ocean. Oh, definitely big fish in the small pond. I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. My life is fine in the small pond. I need a, We just talked about this, Rob, on another on a stream. Uh, I'm not a fan of the ocean. The ocean is a mystery yes. to me. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to not be salty. The the, yeah, yeah. Uh, even as a big fish in the ocean, I'm still going to probably be outbigged by someone else. Whereas mm-hmm. in, the, in the pond, I'll be okay as the big fish. Right. Do you want to be a whale in the ocean? No, I don't. Me, uh, no. I would rather not be in the ocean. 
If I honestly, if mm-hmm. I can help myself, what would your ideal be there? I mean, what I think that ideally you probably you want to be a big fish in the small pond, but there's a lot of attention on the big fish in the small pond. There is, but I I feel like it's good. It's the good type of attention. It's like you know, fish have the good kind of fat. It's the good kind of attention. Mm-hmm. Whereas the big fish in the big ocean, now that's just a lot of attention that's going to go sideways. Yeah. All right. So Andre goes and picks up Chuck uh, for work. And Chuck is tells us that he doesn't want to hear too many of Andre's ideas. I get it. I get it. Because it's very clear that Andre has a timeline in his head of how soon all of this is going to wrap up and where he's going to be. And Chuck does not subscribe to that one bit chuck has a specific way he wants all of this to go so the problem with this family rob and this is why i think you're loving this Mm -hmm. is there are like five people involved in this company and all five of them have a different idea of how this direction is supposed to go and chuck is the main he's the leader he's the owner but it's very clear chuck does not you know rule with an iron fist at all yeah like i really see chuck's point of view though if chuck is like all right we're gonna bring andre along andre all right you're here to learn you're here to observe and then andre is just uh his default mode of operation is like uh hey chuck i got this yeah his he goes i'm ready so what we're gonna do is today we're gonna do this tomorrow we're gonna flip the house sell it i get most of the money and then i'm gonna use that money to Mm -hmm. make the business happen and then yeah so He's already decided where he's going. And Chuck's like, dude, I let you into my family. I let you into this business. You follow my lead. Mm -hmm. End of discussion. Yeah. Okay. So Andre also, he is dead set. He doesn't want to talk to any of the other kids. He only wants to talk to Chuck. Yeah. Imagine, Rob, your first day on the job, you come in, feet on the table saying, I'm not going to bring anyone here coffee. I'm going to do what I want to do. And you're going to be okay with it. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't come in with a list of demands. You have no job experience. Mm-hmm. You just came in day one. You do what the boss tells you. Done. Yeah. No, that is not where Andre is because that uh, no. he's ready to flip a house with Chuck. And Chuck is like, okay, well, hold on. Hold on. I feel like you're just getting really far ahead of yourself. I feel like we're just like uh, you're at a place and maybe we'll get there one day. But I just think that we need to just uh, we're very far away from that right now. And Andre is like, what do you mean? <laughs> what is this my favorite thing in the car rob was when i don't remember what the sentence was chuck says but he uses the word we and honors like, oh we're already at we i love this arrangement like the we is a good sign for the future like andre slow your roll he can't slow your roll he, he just cannot so no. all right um chuck says all right um by the way i forgot to tell you uh i feel like chuck forgets to tell a lot of the people in the organization a lot of things yeah, Chuck does not scream post-it notes to me. I don't think he's got reminders set out anywhere. So he's forgetting. And he doesn't forget little things. He forgets big things that will come back to explore yeah. his face. Like, it's yeah. not good. And so he forgot to tell Andre Charlie is going to be there. and Which is a pretty big thing, big thing. Rob. Like, big thing. Yeah, not good. Yeah, because Andre's number one thing is I don't want anything to do with Charlie. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you he's going to be there. Yeah, and one of the biggest hiccups in this family is what happened in Moldova with the wedding speech. So you'd think Chuck's first thing when he's like, I have to deal with Andre's, oh, let me tell him Charlie's coming. Mm-hmm. I didn't like this blindside. It's yeah. not a good blindside if you're Andre. 
And Andre is like, okay, fine. Now, if he's there, then he's there. But I don't want to talk to him. And if he tries to say anything to me, and Chuck's like, up, 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 up. This is this is what I'm talking about. This this is not the right attitude that we want around here. Can I ask you, Rob? Yes. Can you power rank this whole family? Who do you like? From to who do you dislike? And by like, like doesn't have to be like you. You are a fan of them, but who's giving you most joy in the show? I mean, Andre, I think, is the star. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that that's really great. Uh, like uh, Andre and Chuck, I think, is like a interesting uh, team because Chuck is just basically like uh, the straight man trying to run his company. And Andre is just the, you know, um, Tasmanian devil who has just like come through here and is like, Gimme, 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 gimme. I got this. I got this. No, you, you, okay, okay. Uh, and 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 Chuck's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, you know, I feel like that. That's a fun dynamic for me. Let's see. Yeah, I. I mean, I agree with you. I agree. It's it is fun. It's very interesting because watching with Liana, Liana watches it with the lens of knowing you're learning about some of these couples for the first time. Yes. Infinitely fascinated because she's like. If I was Rob, I'm enjoying this, but I'm me and I've seen this for six seasons and I'm upset. Is it like, always the same? Th- this this family's not changed one bit. They've mm. been the same every season. And I do get the vibe, Rob, and I have for a long time that they are trying to be like the Kardashians of the 90 day universe. Like they want their family constantly has something going, keep them on the air. Yeah. They, they do give off that energy. There's like a couple, few families that do that, but they are in the forefront of it. But I mean, compared to some of these other couples that are out there, like that there's nothing going on like compare and contrast like Mike and Natalie, for instance, where through four weeks of the show and yeah, they weren't on one week, but Natalie made one comment about um, somebody that sent Mike a picture 10 years ago. Like that's the extent of their story. Whereas Andre and Elizabeth, I mean... Just in these four weeks, I mean, so much has happened. Yeah, they, the fa- like here's the thing: they deliver in spades in what in the drama and in the problems. Um, whereas Mike and Natalie shouldn't have been on our TV from like the fifth week of the regular yeah. ninety day, and they're still here. Like, somehow. and at least there's a storyline here in uh, the Chuck's. I don't, I don't mean to pick up Mike and Natalie, but Mike and Natalie are going to go uh, for Thanksgiving. Yeah, to Mike's mom's house. That's all well and good for next week. But as far as episode four goes, that gave us nothing. At least Andre and Elizabeth, Chuck, Charlie, Becky. There's just stakes here. Yeah. Yeah. They're so damaged in the dynamics, which just, you know, delivers for reality TV. Mm hmm. Okay. All right. So, yeah, Andre, he looks at Chuck not as a boss, but that is his investor. He looks at him. How about yeah, that? I think <laughs> it's a perspective to have. It's it's very funny because if you f- gave Andre's resume to everyone in this family and said, what do you think his job is here? Everyone has a different idea, including Andre. Andre's r- owns this new listing that's going to come up in Andre's eyes. But that is not where mm-hmm. everyone else is at. Okay. All right. So they go to the property. And mm-hmm. it's a mess. Uh, and they talk about how this is what we do. We take over um, properties like this. Uh, Charlie is there. 
And it's very much like a pissing match from the start of like, uh, who's calling the shots here? Chuck, how about it's Chuck and all of you get paid by Chuck. So Chuck gets the say, but that's not going to be the case. Again, I don't think Chuck has the facilities to deal with all of these people. So they just talk over him, walk over him and the messes keep happening. So this is where I felt like, I don't, I don't want to say scripted. I would never want to say scripted, but Charlie already being there and kind of like walking into the scene and then Becky barging in into the building right at Good God, that's up. Becky's music. That's all that was missing was Jim Ross's announcement there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she kicked down the door when she came yeah. in. She was like, hey, what the F is going on in here? And I mean, she was mic'd up, right? Like We could hear her clearly. So she was, I didn't see a boom or anything. But she was definitely mic'd up going into this. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, so what does that denote? Uh, if uh, she's mic'd up, the production knew she was, did the production tip her off that they were going to be there? Well, she said Libby told her about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to imagine production were like, so you're going to be there, right? Like, it makes sense for you to be there. We got mm-hmm. this mic pack for you ready to go. Because here's the thing, Rob. I think you look at everything the 90 day season has in front of it. Production has to know that through hell or high water, this family will deliver for us. Let's give them the ammo. Yeah. Let's load up the bases. So who knew it? Did Chuck know? I don't think Chuck knows anything. Yeah, Chuck that's barely fine. knows who's I don't care if them. the production knows stuff and they don't tell Chuck. And they, they have <laughs> fights happen. Yeah. Chuck needs nothing. Chuck is fine the way he is. Kind of like he pushes the needle by being the father figure. Everyone else is who needs the information to build and jump on trampolines of conclusions and get to the wrong place. So mm-hmm. we get to this like weird three person standoff with Chuck as the fourth watching uh, between Becky, uh, Charlie and Andre. And to me, I don't think there's a right person here. There is not one person of the three of them that is speaking facts or truth, in my opinion. Yeah. In Charlie's uh, opinion, like, what is Andre's role? Is Andre sort of like the handyman that is going to be like, okay, Charlie's calling the shots, but now Andre is going to be like doing like the manual labor and like uh, putting up the drywall in this house? Yeah. I think to Charlie, what's happening here is Andre's here to get experience by learning what happens. But he's going to pay you the price of learning in doing manual labor. So it's like, oh, you're here to learn what we do, how we, you know, do, look at this place, how we take notes and everything, but also get a truck and pick up all the stuff mm-hmm. around the place. But also you can tell Charlie is going to get way too much joy from this because he believes that this is the only thing that can happen. Either you do what I ask or you leave. You are not of no use to me here. Yeah. Andre could be on Tough as Nails season three after this. Would you root for him? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. You're a big Andre guy. Good to big know. Andre Good guy. To know. Um, that, uh, but I, I'm worried about Phil, where Andre might be like, okay, Phil, uh, I host the show now. Okay. I'm the, I bet I'm the show. Me and Phil, we are the host. And Phil's like, whoa, 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 Andre, slow down. Slow down. Nobody said that. What? What do you mean, Phil? That I said that you asked me to be on the show. And so we are now hosting the show. No, 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 no. Hold on. That's not yeah. what you're getting ahead of yourself, Andre. I do love that. I do love that energy of you walk in, you do something for five minutes. I already know everything. I now. got this. Now I have, 
Yeah, it's mine now. It's fine. Puya, can you help me understand the economics of this deal? Okay, so I just want to make sure. Like, I just I've got like my cocktail napkin out. It's okay. So, mm-hmm. so this house was mm-hmm. purchased by half Chuck and half Charlie. I mean, that's they said fifty fifty. I would say let's say sure. Let's okay. say that they both put in equal or, money. To purchase, it. yeah. The, like my question. So I understand. Then, the, then when the house is sold, Charlie and Chuck are splitting the profits fifty mm-hmm. fifty, uh, yes. much to Andre's chagrin. There will mm-hmm. be money paid to Andre from Chuck's percentage. Correct. Yes. And then Becky, as the listing agent, will be getting her real estate commission. Yes, so she'll show the house around, she'll make the sale, and then she'll get her little cut before Charlie and Chuck get their big cut. A little portion of Chuck's portion, uh, money going towards Andre's pocket. Yeah, could be 5 to 6% for Becky. Now, what did Andre uh, think was happening? I feel like he thinks that um, he was going to be the owner of the of the house that was going to get 50% and then also that he was going to get the realtor uh, that I think he thought that he was also the real estate agent. Yeah, I think Andre thought he was getting the experience deluxe package, which is not only do you get the listing after it's done and you get the commission there, but also this is your welcome package of here is a free 50% equity in this house that you have not put money for. And this is to make up for the fact that I'm not giving you $100,000. Yeah. Like he really thought he went in and got, that's what I'm saying is I wish I had this guy's naivete. If I walked into any job, I was like, oh, all right, I have 5% stake in the company now and I'm getting a $3 raise. Cool. Sounds great. No, Andre, this is not how life works. Um, and, and Rob, the fascinating thing to me is that I've seen how he interacts with his in-laws and his, and her, like her siblings. He is not like so nice with them that they would do this for him. So I don't understand how you can have such a broken relationship with the other side and then still think that you would be given 50 plus percent of a house for free. Look, when you're Andre, you don't question these things. You just receive. You don't question where it comes yeah. from. Um, there is a huge altercation. Uh, Becky tells Andre to shut up at one point. Yeah, it was a little uncomfortable because I felt like uh, Andre was getting tag teamed by Charlie and Becky because they thought that by him assuming, by him being dumb enough to assume that he's getting all this for free, that he was scheming behind their backs and was trying to steal money from them. Yeah. So I uh, would agree with the first part of that sentiment. Andre is definitely scheming behind their backs with Chuck mm-hmm. to make carve out a deal for himself that is going to be uh, separate from what is going on with the rest of the family business. Now, whether that is to steal money that is rightfully deserved by uh, Charlie and Becky... That, to me, I think is a matter of opinion. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that ultimately they see through the fact that, okay, Andre has ulterior motives or he has what he believes to be the correct way of things going, which is not what the other two see. But Chuck has no intention of doing that. But again, this goes back to the fact that Chuck 
cannot communicate worth a damn. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't make it clear to his kids, hey, he is not going to come in on your property. He's not going to be cutting into your profits. So they're left to assume the worst and they think the worst of this guy. So obviously it's going to be mayhem. And then when the three of them are having yelling matches, Chuck is just saying, be quiet, be stop, be guys, quiet. Guys, 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 come on, guys, guys, come on. Everybody listen, listen. All right. Everybody just listen right now. Guys, come on. That's Chuck. That is Chuck. And and can I just say, I'm I'll be the first to say it, like they're all at fault here, but there's just something about Charlie that rubs me the wrong way. More than anyone else in this family. I just do not like him at all. Yeah. No, he is a major douche, Charlie. Mm. Uh that there seems to be nothing redeemable about Charlie because uh, we see that he is involved in uh, potential shady real estate dealings. Uh, we've seen him drunk at the Moldovan wedding. Uh, we've seen him, you know, openly hostile uh, to Elizabeth. Uh, he's downright rude to Andre. Like, I feel like that Andre is endearing in that he is just like uh so misguided and entitled like uh to me i find uh andre's uh entitlement endearing while i feel like that charlie is just a douche canoe yeah the biggest douche canoe you'd ever seen on this show i and i feel like ultimately for me not to be confused with kayak boy no, that's a whole other person that we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, I think that for me, it's not even the good kind of douche canoe, which is at least I enjoy your presence. He has moments that he brings out of other people, but when he speaks, I just get very irritated. Mm-hmm. He tells Andre that if you F up one time, you're fired. Like, oh, okay, you could say that, but Chuck's not firing Andre. Stop it. No, there's no world where that's going to happen mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait to see what happens next. They're having a fight yeah. every week. This is great. And you know what? I think that this is what I might like about Andre and, and Elizabeth is that their conflict is not internal. That I find is, is very taxing on this show of the couple that just fights with each other all the time. I think that 90 Day Fiance is best when you have the couple... And their conflict is external. Brandon and Julia versus Ron and Betty. Uh, you know, Andre and Elizabeth versus uh, versus Chuck. Like, uh, I think that this is, uh, you know, uh, exciting stuff when people are fighting with the outside world or outside of the couple. This is a good take. I like this take. I think this, this does... I think I co-signed this because I think about... Some of the other dynamics we've had where most of the um, hardship or problems come from within the couple, they're borderline uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. A lot of the Mike and Natalie stuff last season, we didn't want to talk about because it was uncomfortable. So I'm, I'm 100% yeah. with you on this. And I think that this makes it so that I enjoy these couples yeah. with the problematic families more, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even like uh, Ziad and Rebecca are, are you know, f- uh, are going to be, you know, uh, disagreeing with uh, Tiffany and Micah. Like, uh, give us like um, the couples together versus uh, whether it's family members or uh, the system. Yeah. Yeah. Give me that. Okay. Give me that all day, every day. All right. So let, 
let's then um can we talk about uh Kalani and Asuelu? This was sure. a weirdly structured episode where we got Kalani and Asuelu first, and then I think they closed the show, right? They did close the show, yeah. They they bookended it. They bookended it and nothing nothing in the middle. And uh no. we saw in this first part of the show, uh Kalani and Colini went to the furniture store. Mm-hmm. And really, yeah. they just like ran roughshod through the, uh, the the furniture store. I need to have the timeline of this because I believe when they walked in, I think we saw a teller with a mask on. So I, that immediately tells me we're in the pandemic times. I feel like you're not going to be able to willy nilly just lay on a bed for 20 minutes at the oh. furniture store, right? Puya, you'll lose your mind trying to figure out like uh, what's going on with COVID in the world of ninety day fiance. Yeah, where, like <laughs> in in Brandon and Julia's storyline. Okay, we know when this is. We know that uh, coronavirus has already uh, hit the United States at the time that Brandon and Julia had to rush their wedding. Julia is you know getting dropped off in an Uber by a masked driver. And then walks around maskless into stores with other maskless people. Yeah, it just it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. And I can't decide if they're like, okay, we just need this B-roll real quick. Take the mask off, put the mask back on. And they're trying to not have that be part of the show. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. But yeah, some of these moments, I'm not I'm not vibing. With. Maybe it's they're the future. Bit- Maybe COVID's over. Yeah, they're they're filming this in 2022 where they got released. Yeah, they're like three years ahead. What in shock? If anyone owns a DeLorean that can go through time, I'm not shocked that it's TLC. All honestly. right, but anyway, all, all right. So uh, Kalani and Colini have just like they've taken over the store, mm-hmm. and they're running around. Uh, they talk about the idea of the uh, absorbent bed frame, Puya. Yeah, I had to watch this episode twice because yeah. I took notes the first time. I didn't recognize why Colini had a big reaction to it until the second time. And then I thought, that's the headboard, though. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why is the headboard absorbed? Oh, no. What yeah, are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. So I guess that's a rule, maybe, of either you want, like, um, you know, uh, wipe down surfaces or maybe you could get sort of like one of those, like, couch plastics that you could just, like, put over the entire system. Or shrink wrap. Yeah, like, I have a hard time with those, like, the plasticking, the furniture, because then you're not using the furniture. Mm -hmm. It always feels like you're using the plastic and the furniture is just kind of there. And I don't like the sound the plastic makes. Yeah, nobody likes the sound, but you know, I when you have kids, you might be a little bit more open to the plastic. Honestly, like we have our sectional that the cats have torn up the sides of. Mm-hmm. So maybe if that was if that was protected and it still looked the way it did when we first got it, I would be more that I'd be more okay with this. Yeah. I'm open to it because there's nothing <laughs> worse than it's like, ah, you ruined my couch. What could I don't want to ask no further questions. No more questions. Yeah. What? How do the kids ruin couches? Yeah, I was like, yeah, what's wrong with your couch? Oh, they just like uh get like uh crumbs and drool and spill drinks and uh paint and then like uh just everything. Paint. Yeah. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. I, I maybe mean, I'm, I'm a little bit more sympathetic to it then. Please, you don't know how many times I have to say like, why do these kids have Sharpies? Yeah. What would they need Sharpies for? Yeah, they're, they're, they're drawing all the time with uh, markers. I, I know your kids are older, but did your kids ever do the drawing on the wall thing or not? Oh, yeah. Didn't happen. yeah. They still yeah? do it. They still do oh. it. <laughs> they're, and they're not baby. They didn't. They barely did it when they're babies. They do it like now as like with, with Sharpie. Oh, my, yeah. That's that, that. Well, that's, you know, for those of you who don't know. Way too many Sharpies in this house. Yeah. Anyway, I used to have a lot of Sharpies because I used to pocket them at the bagel shop. Yeah. And uh, I just had a collection. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, don't get me going on the on the sharpies. I've got I've got ten more minutes of sharpie uh, stuff that I could do right now, but uh, I'll move we'll on. Pepper them in. We'll pepper so, them in weekly. Uh, yeah, and then Kalani is like breaking the furniture. Also, yeah, that uh, that like she went to go on the bed, but then there was like a footrest by the bed that then toppled over, mm-hmm. and Colini helped her set up. I it was fun to see Colini and Kalani's dynamic. Yes. Um, which I did enjoy seeing that segment on its own a little bit. But Puya, have you ever been in a furniture store that I feel like that you walk into a furniture store, you go 10 feet. Uh, sir, can I help you? Can I help you with something, sir? Can I, sir, can I, can I help you with it? Kalani and Colini are just like being uh, insane people. In this store, we didn't see one person. Like, uh, ma'am, do you need any assistance? Yeah, I feel like there's been no world where I've been to a furniture store where I've been left unattended. Yeah. Because especially, I feel like they're always looking out for people lingering and sitting on a couch too long or laying on a bed too long. Mm -hmm. So this was a bit of a bafflement to me. Unless, of course, this is where, okay, they're low on staff because COVID. And but then do you have unmasked people just loitering in the store? Breathing on the furniture? No. See, that's the other thing. Like, mm-hmm. that's probably not the case. So, I don't know. Did they rent out the whole furniture store for this moment? I, I would doubt that. And was this the same furniture store that Yara and Jovi went to? It couldn't be. It couldn't be. No. No one was asked if they needed a Snickers. And okay. like, I feel like that should have happened. So, Puya, we end up finding out here that uh, Kalani and Asuelu have... A interesting relationship where the relationship, the marriage, has hit the skids a little bit. That uh, Asuelu has a gaming room that he stays in most of the day. And he even sleeps in this room. Yeah, it's interesting dynamic. I feel like a lot of people have their own space in their house that they stay at, that they do sure. things in podcast but I sure. feel like yeah stream but mm-hmm. sleeping then you know something's up yeah and so look i can understand if there's like the marriage maybe there's not a spark there that if it would i, I think it would be less weird if kalani said hey uh Asuelo and i haven't had sex in uh this uh, amount of time but no they're just they're just not sleeping in the same room but then Asuelo still comes and uh knocks at the door yeah they for still... a conjugal visit and that is not your phrasing that is kalani's phrasing yeah like that is something that was actually said yeah baffling 
baffling. So they still have the extracurriculars of it all, mm-hmm. but then they do not share the bed together. Mm-hmm. So that's how you know they're really in the skids. They're, things are really rough at the house. Yeah. Kalani compares it to uh, it's like having a roommate with benefits and then proceeds to murder poor Swaylu. Like there's nothing. We don't, it feels like I live with a friend. My roommate with benefits. Are they even benefits? Not really. Oh, come on. Did him dirty. Not even. Not really. (laughs) Barely. If you think about it. Yeah. So this is sad. This is a sad conversation to have at the furniture store with your sister. She does mention this the first time anyone's heard that they have this dynamic. Mm -hmm. She hasn't shared with anyone that they've been having these uh, rough times ahead of them. This is fascinating to me, knowing um, what we know about how, you know, they've had a similar conversation about this before, which we'll dive into once Asuelu and Kalani segment comes up outside of the Kalini stuff. But yeah, this again, I've never poured my soul like this in any store, let alone a furniture <laughs> store. So it's a lot to bear on yeah. a bed that's not yours. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, despite Kalani saying like, hey, look, you can't just walk in and boink me. Who I don't know if that sentence has ever been said before. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about using boink. <laughs> yeah. I'm not cool with that. And so, uh, but Kalani, I feel like that she makes a lot of excuses. She's like, well, you know, he didn't see real love from his parents. Yeah. Um, so I guess okay, it makes I'm, sense that he sleeps in his uh, game room. Yeah, to give you a little bit of uh, context, Rob, there have been, we have seen segments. This is the third season Oswelo and Kalani are on. Their first season was a regular 90 day fiance season. In that season, we got a very emotional confrontation between the two where Oswelo was crying that she didn't want to cuddle with him, that she didn't want to be close with him. So we know that he, physical touch is very much part of his love language. Being close is very much part of his love language. So this separation, there's more to it than just the the lack of intimacy or the lack of physical closeness. So I don't know if she's bringing up the family dynamic. I don't think that's the case. There's definitely more bigger issues at hand here. Mm-hmm. So they're going to talk about it. Um, I just have my notes in all caps. As, uh, this woman is having a breakdown. In, are there any salespeople at this store? <laughs> Like someone should come in with a box of tissues at this point. Or do you think at the point that Kalani is crying that they're like, all right, let's leave them alone. Okay. It's possible. It's possible. You know, well, the other thing is they have a camera with them. So like they know what this is happening, right? Mm -hmm. They know that this part of the store has two people on camera. Yeah. All right. Later on, we're going to see Kalani have a conversation with Asuelu. And Kalani says that the sex needs work. Yeah. She says we need work in the sex department, to which Aswala said, what? In the sex department, uh, as opposed to uh, the bedroom department that they were in at the store. Yeah. Rob needs the name of this furniture store because I don't think Rob ever wants to step. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good. I know. Make sure I don't buy anything. That, no, this was a floor model. Okay. But <laughs> Puya. Yes. If through three weeks, Kalani mm-hmm. and Swale, their storyline was about, oh, are they going to buy? Are they going to rent? Are they going to buy? Did, did a producer say, like, look, 
can we spice this up a little bit? Is there anything that is there anything else going on here that we could maybe like uh, start to get a little bit like uh, uh, this is very boring about are you going to buy versus are you going to rent? Yeah, the apartment, there is no there's no oomph when it comes to apartment no. hunting on 90 day. If this is a rea- like a realtor show, a property show, that's a different situation. Here it's not going to fly. So we need we need the sex talk. And I think that, you know, Kalani does bring up well talking to Kalini about this stuff gave me made me think about it. Mm-hmm. So now she's coming in, she wants to spy. We we know she just slewed him in front of her sister. Sex not good. Yeah. Let's fix that. So, so she has a bag of suggestions, Rob. I got a little bit of a different interpretation uh, after this conversation with Kalani and Asuelu, Um that in the first part where Kalani talked to Colini, I got more the impression of that uh, Kalani and Asuelu are having the conjugal visits, but Asuelu is, uh, you know, uh, n- not doing much uh, during the, the conjugal visit. The Asuelu is bad, was my takeaway from uh, the first conversation. The second conversation I came away more with that, well, Kalani isn't so much interested in uh, the uh, conjugal visit, but is willing to, uh, you know... Uh, help out Asuelu for his trouble and then send him back to his room. Yeah. I think basically what we learned was that it is a very one sided Mm -hmm. release Mm -hmm. is kind of what I would probably phrase it as without getting too into the weeds. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that's what I think that that's what we really realize once she starts talking to Asuelu. Now that being said, maybe we're at that state because uh, too boring. That Asuelu, uh, you're not, not doing anything to uh, add any spice to this recipe. Yeah, yeah. Probably small runtime, quick in, quick out, donezo, they leave, they move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and, and Kalani would like it to have a little bit more yeah. going on. Yes, uh, this recipe uh, without any spice, unlike uh, Puya's uh, jambalaya from last week. Right, that's right. That was flavorful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, so uh, Kalani is going to suggest, like, okay, what about, like, role-playing? How about about this? Uh, Suelu is very confused. He has not heard about this. Yeah, he's not quite sure how what she means by this. And then she mess, she defines it as, you know, we pretend to be other people. And then this further confuses us, Whaley, who says, why do I want to be other people? Let's just be us. Yeah, he's uh, he's very confused about this. Uh, but then eventually that um, he suggests that um, she could be Wonder Woman and bring the bring the Hulk. Yeah. Now, I is the thought- Hulk a third party <laughs> or he's the Hulk? Or, I think he's the Hulk. Yeah. But then. Like, I, I hate to be the person yeah. who's focused on the wrong thing, but this is, these are two different universes, my friend. Like, mm-hmm. you are not in the right... Like, these, this is not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, like, I would be so distracted if it's like, okay, so you be Harry Potter and I'll be Iron Man. It's like, well, that mm-hmm. makes no sense. Like, these two do not go together. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. Um. 
So they are tossing, they forget the superheroes. Uh, maybe that Kalani uh, says like, uh, like, okay, like when they first met um, and uh, Swayla says, oh, like a uh, kayak boy. Yeah. And she could lose her virginity to kayak boy. Which is literally their, how they started. Yeah. That's <laughs> the origin story <laughs> with them. Yeah. Was Asuelu a kayak boy? Yeah, so Asuelu worked at a hotel resort that Kalani stayed at. And I believe he, like, he worked there as on the hospitality side and, like, you know, ran some stuff. Right. So kayaking was in the middle of, of those things. But, yeah, it's a very interesting storyline to want to repeat, um, spice things up. But hey, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yucking anybody's yum here. Mm-hmm. Whatever works for you. Okay. Uh, and then also, then we hear that uh, Kalani is going to suggest, well, what about like uh, different uh, toys that they could bring into uh, the uh, bedroom? Uh, what about what about that? Uh, and again, Asuelu is like very, very confused about uh, where he would stick his ding dong. He again. He he used the term "ding dong." I feel like she needs to tell him just what she wants because what you need to know, Oswelu, is she wants you to step it up. Mm-hmm. She needs a little bit more from you. Period. That's really it. That's really what it comes down yes. to. And Oswelu says that well, in Samoa, people uh, just have sex like normal people. They don't need any of this other stuff. Yeah, like using the word normal people as a choice. Yeah, but yeah, um, basically saying there's there should be nothing wrong yeah. with what we do because that's how everyone else does it. So why is it different for us? So I just feel like that. Okay, this is going to now that we're gonna follow Kalani and Asuelu to like uh, the uh, adult uh, bookstore slash novelty shop. That that's where this is going. There is no world where we do not see the inside of a sex shop with mm-hmm. the two of them in it. Mm-hmm. There's no world. Yeah. I, I need to see it. I need to see Oswelu talk about what he's seeing there. It's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. Um, so it's just a matter of time. Yes. Uh, do you think that they will buy or rent the equipment? Rent? You can do that. <laughs> well, just that this was the central <laughs> Kalani and Oswelu argument. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That Oswelu wants to buy. Uh, Kalani doesn't feel comfortable enough in the relationship. She thinks that maybe they should rent. I feel like if that was even a possibility, it'd be inversed in this position. I think Kalani would be like, we need to permanently own them. <laughs> Keep them with us. We need them in the house. Yeah. And- What's more likely, costume shop or a sex store? It sounds like once Kalani realized that he went immediately to superheroes. She scrapped the idea mm-hmm. and moved to sex shop. I would say sex shop. Yeah, I think that's uh, where this is going because I feel like that the producers are, are scrambling at this point. Yeah, I don't think, I think infinitely for their interest, sex shop would be more interesting. We're going to get right back to talking about a 90 day fiance happily ever after with Puya in uh, just a moment. We're going to talk about some Brandon and Julia next, but 
We're going to talk about a couple of sponsors here that are all about self-care. And first, let me tell you about our friends over at Theragun, makers of the Theragun Gen 4. You've got tight muscles, any sort of soreness, let Theragun do the trick and get you exactly the kind of relief that your body is craving. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension with a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. It's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. Uh, Theragun has been a lifesaver for me personally around here. I have been uh, moving boxes all over the place place. Uh, Sore back, sore neck, shoulders, you name it. Uh, Theragun has uh, got me back feeling okay so I can keep going. Uh, Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat muscle tension from working out or an injury or just everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. It's got an OLED screen and design to make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. And the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and uh, suggests a guided routines. I'm going to turn it on. You can see just how quiet the Theragun Gen 4 is. I could talk to you uh, in a commercial and it's not going to drown me out. And Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Mary Sharapova, hundreds of uh, thousands of customers and me, not to mention the first lady of podcasting who uh, swears by it, especially when she gets done with one of her uh, boxing uh, workouts that she likes to do. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash RJP right now. Get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash RJP. Theragun.com slash RHAP. All right. Now that you got your body right with the Theragun, let me take a moment and talk to you about our friends over at BetterHelp Online Therapy. It's May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and throughout June, Rob as a podcast is proud to join the cause of destigmatizing a therapy. If you're struggling with relationships like so many of these couples are on 90 Day uh, Fiance, having difficulty sleeping or difficulty meeting your goals, if you're feeling anxious or stressed, BetterHelp counselors can listen in to help. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can communicate in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. Therapists have a broad range of expertise that may not be locally available in your area. The service is available for clients worldwide. Just log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You can send weekly video, phone, or even live chat sessions. And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if it's ever needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Our listeners are going to get 10% off their first month of online therapy at BetterHelp. Help.com slash R-H-A-P. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com slash R-H-A-P. Now let's get back to talking 90 days. Why don't we check out what Brandon and Julia are up to? Because uh, this took a wild turn this week. 
Yeah, let's get let's get into it. Let's get into it. what what took a wild turn for you. What did you feel? So okay, so uh, first I was pumped up. We had Betty sighting. Uh, I felt like this was a real throwback of uh, hey, don't forget to feed the animals. And then we had like you know the we, I, we've seen this probably like five times over of like uh, Julia feeding the animals and cursing. I am a slave. This is not my job. I don't want this life. So uh, always a crowd pleaser. Yeah, these are the greatest hits of of Julia from mm-hmm. the last season. So we'll take them when we can get them. Yeah. So, all right. But Julia, we heard she wants to be a wedding planner. And so that she is going to go off. And this was, I thought, interesting to see Julia off in the world without Brandon. I loved it. I loved seeing the non-Brandon side of things. I loved seeing... Because I I do think for me, after we were removed from the reunion, I felt like Julia talked a lot about what she wanted, but then sounded like she just said, I don't want to work at the farm. I hate the farm, but then still worked at the farm anyways. So to see her say something an episode ago and then go and do it the next episode was phenomenal. Now, I got to ask you. Was this a job interview that she set up for herself or was this more of like a consultation that she set up for herself? I don't know. I got the sense that also um, maybe the 90 day fiance producers uh, reached out to this woman who plans weddings. And so this was like good publicity for her to be on TLC talking about her wedding business and then doing an interview with Julia. I think that makes sense. It's a good it didn't seem like the woman was hiring for a position. It seemed like that she like agreed to meet with Julia. Yeah, just kind of like give her the tips of the industry kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, all right. So Julia goes to go meet Christine. And so um, she is talking with Christine about her previous uh, job experience. Did anything uh, jump out to you? Um, I liked that she worked with, she worked at a club, but then she worked also worked with a judge. <laughs> yeah, what, um, ju- what judge? I don't know, but apparently she worked with a judge. Well, she is pretty judgy. Definitely. Big judgy energy. Nailed it. Um, But yeah, then she blurts out that she works at a farm now, which I thought, do not say that. Mm -hmm. Don't say you work at a farm. Because that made um, Christine neglect everything else she had said until that point. It piqued her interest. Yeah, what's wrong with that she works at a farm now? I think that I think her big thing because she got super defensive after that, right? I think her big thing is with the wedding planning. You want to come in with that prestige of this is. I think like she chooses the job. I worked yes, at, in the wedding the industry. We don't talk about working on the farms ever. We don't work with our hands. We don't work industry. with the manual labor and clean the pig shite. What is that a new impression or is that one I've just not heard before? Uh, it's just like a uh, snooty rich guy. You pull it off. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. And that's the arsenal. Um, yeah. So she says the farm thing immediately panics and then goes, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm a big city girl. I'm, I don't really, my, my, I married someone with she a She wants farm, to move so to Vegas. That's all she wants is a Vegas living. Mm-hmm. Really. That's all she wants. Yeah. Um, Rob, the big takeaway from this interview is Christine gives her homework. And yeah. That is learn about the area and meet people. So, yeah. Networking. Yeah. So, meet some people in the area, which is like music to Julia's ears. Like, oh, need to be off the farm, meeting people. That's it. Got to get out of here. All right. So, 
we go back to the house and uh, Julia is like, uh, Brandon, Brandon. And he's not answering. And then she storms into his room. Uh, you don't think there's any chance that Brandon is like linked up and playing video games with Asuelo, do you? I like they're man. doing like Call of Duty missions together. I'm telling you this, Rob. First of all, I need that. Second <laughs> of all, I've always said it. They need these people need to have Twitch accounts. They will make so much money mm-hmm. playing on on the internet especially someone like Oswelu would do well Andre would imagine Andre playing Call of Duty with Oswelu and like berating him and then Oswelu addition it back Puya, maybe you could series. get Andre to stream for you Ooh no no Rob I invite him to do one tier list and then the next day the stream <laughs> is his now Puya, like, I am <laughs> your I, that uh that you that this is an investment. You give me, you give me a one hundred thousand dollars, and I, I will turn that money into. I will stream and I will Twitch. I will play games, and then you will have. Uh, I will multiply the money. <laughs> I just need. I need him to play Among Us. That's what I need now. Really, I need him to be involved. It would be funny. What well, I like, I, I like you say Among Us because we are already in business together. <laughs> you and me, us, is Among Us. Yes, yes. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'll reach out to Andre for sure. He's next on the list. So, so Brandon, uh, he's too busy uh, playing his video games, and so uh, Julia is saying that okay, um, she uh, was go. She went to go have her interview, and he's like, "Well, I just got done with uh, with, with my job, so now I'm playing video games," uh, and so. Uh, she's uh, talking about how, like, Brandon's basically trying to say that she, you know, she works on the farm and uh, she's not like she doesn't want to hear about that. Uh, but Puya, I just kept thinking, like, hey, pause the game, a hole. What are you doing? Put the controller down. The disrespect. So I looked over at Liana and I said, if that was me, would that would you would you have let that fly? She was like, of course not. You would have gotten an earful about yeah. it. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. She should have broken the controller over his head. Yeah, I didn't. When she comes in and she's like, I called you. What are you doing? And he's like, nothing. And he grins like, what are you eight years old? Put the controller down, man. He doesn't stop I, playing. He doesn't pause no. the game. And I know he's not playing online. Because he's not using a microphone and he's not playing with like intensity. It's clearly that he's just messing about yeah. in his game. Just pause it. It's not a big deal. Just pause it. All right. So Julia, she got an assignment. She needs to meet people in Richmond. Um, now, is this assignment meet any people? Just, just, just go on a like checklist of like, okay, I talked to this. I talked to this person, a person, another person. Talked to the person at the supermarket. <laughs> I feel like talk to any people. Mm, I feel like the main part of the assignment for her, like on a foundation level, is get familiar with the area, right? That should be the main one. I think that's what was supposed to be the main one. And then it's not any people, Rob. I think it's supposed to be people in her demographic or people that are looking because I mean it's a very ambiguous term, but I'm assuming this is she's supposed to be meeting people who will help her learn more about the area and then maybe introduce her to more people, people that work in the industry. I'm not sure. It can't be as vague as anybody. It can't be anybody. It just can't be. Mm-hmm. I see that being the case. Yeah. And so Brandon says, okay, well, um, why don't I get you to talk to my friend, Melanie? And Julia 
like loses it, Puya. Like this was very unbecoming of Julia. Yeah. Who is this Melanie? Why did I never hear her name before? Did you date her? Is she pretty? What that is she is a woman and women are sneaky and foxy and you can't trust women. That why is I don't want to hear about her time with you and like like slow down. Yeah, Julia went 0 to 100 real quick with this. It, all it took was a one word, Melanie. It was it. It set her off completely. And we had heard about this we had we had gotten a little bit of this that she is the jealous type we did see the snippet at the beginning of the season on the preview which we're going to yes. see next week and also she- at the reunion last year where um from last season where uh that it was um who was oh that mike had a friend and Julia was just like, oh, hell no. Yeah, a man, a man can't be friends with a woman. A woman. You can't trust a woman. I'm a woman. I know how women are. You can't. That uh, impossible. Any woman is trying to get with a man if she's friends with him. Uh, Brandon is not allowed to have any friends. No, no friends at all. This is not possible. And, and she's saying all this while her eight-year-old man-child is sitting on the bed playing video games, ignoring her. Which is like... <laughs> <laughs> I maybe just, yeah. oh my god i this was baffling to me and i think i liked that brandon was offering up a hey um i know people we can meet up with some people let's do that and she just completely loses her mind over this yeah i and not a good not a good color on her julia again and we saw this also when they went to vegas where he ordered a drink from the woman and it's like julia um Ain't nobody's trying to get with your man like that. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> no one's at the door. Trust mm-hmm. me. No one's knocking. There's no line. No one. You're the only person at this club. Trust mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And so she wants new friends. She doesn't want Brandon's recycled friends. How does one go about getting new friends in the midst of a pandemic? <laughs> Beats the hell out of me, Puya. Yeah, like you, I don't know where you're going to start looking, especially if you're looking for specifically Richmond friends, not online friends. Mm-hmm. How are you going to go about doing that? You need to at least start from somewhere. Start with Brandon's friends. We'll see where that goes. He has three of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do we know any people in the Richmond, Virginia area? What, is, is that close enough for Frail Mary to be friends with uh, yeah, is Julia, maybe? Mary and Wolf from America in that region, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That part of the country. So, yeah. Okay. Maybe the coolest people that Brandon and Julia will ever know. <laughs> that I know for sure. Does, does Julia like Riverdale? <laughs> Would Julia vibe with Riverdale? That is a great question. I feel like Brandon. What is this Archie? Why, why is he friends with uh, Betty and Veronica? That no women can be friends with man. Yeah, not to spoil anything for anyone, but um, uh, people jump the rope a lot with the relationships in Riverdale. So mm-hmm. Julia would lose her mind watching that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, maybe. maybe. Uh, <laughs> like, what about Hazel? Ooh, Hazel does live in that area. Yeah, although I think they live closer to the water uh, in Virginia. I think it's like Virginia Beach. But okay. Yeah, I'm geographically not knowledgeable yeah i'm not so, sure what part of the state uh richmond is let me see uh yeah. richmond va look it on the map and it looks like that's more central uh centralized than uh so maybe yeah i think she could drive to go visit uh hazel 
I mean, I'll take a Tariq and Hazel double date with Brandon and Julia. That'd be fun. Yeah. Actually, as I zoom out, I don't want to get too many. So Richmond is actually closer to the... I, I was looking at a very zoomed in map, Puya. Uh, so Richmond is uh, pretty close to the coast. Okay. Yeah. So then we can... It's right can on the, the, you know, uh, looks like it's pretty close to head on over to uh, Virginia Beach. Wouldn't, wouldn't be too, too wild. To get to. And if and if Will from America also goes on this hangout, he can collab with Tariq on the next song. Mm-hmm. Easy, yeah, done. yeah. Also, yeah, maybe that um, not not too far from uh, North Carolina either. Maybe uh, that uh, see if uh, the first lady of podcasting wants to be Julia's friend. Oh. <laughs> oh, I have a feeling I know how that that question will go. Yeah. So, all right. Um, Let's talk about a couple of our dud stories, and then we'll close with Angela. Okay, how about that? Um, Sure, let's dud it up. All right. Jovi and Yara, look, that I don't even have disdain or animosity towards uh, Jovi and Yara, but nothing is going on here. I mean, if if you want to talk about what's going on, basically, to sum it up in a tweet, uh, Jovi wants more parental responsibility and wants not to be talked down to by Yara but Jovi stays making stupid decisions when mm-hmm. it comes to the baby and having the baby be outside and just says hey leave the baby if the baby cries the baby cries whatever um, yeah. and he's upset because he's also going to be going away for two months and is like well I don't want to miss out on raising my kid then don't go yeah so really uh, there's a couple things going on here where you know uh, Yara has a baby that she is giving her undivided attention to. Uh, and the problem is she also has another big baby who is uh, desperately wanting her attention and is not getting it. And uh, Jovi seems a little jealous of uh, baby Mila. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Um, he, yeah, he's lost his, he's lost his freedom as a as a single man to go out partying mm-hmm. and he's lost his partner to a newborn baby and i don't think he knows how to handle it he doesn't know what to do um now yara is probably a little overboard where that uh like she, she seemingly based on what we see on the television show she cannot put the baby down at any point like uh even the baby is sleeping she doesn't even want the baby to be sleeping she wants to be holding the baby uh n- nonstop yeah, she definitely has attachment to the baby i mean it is a Mm -hmm. newborn baby so i'm sure that this is a thing that happens and and she's very much and you do you yara that's uh as an outsider that's what that's what uh we're we're seeing on the show um even when they go to the restaurant she's like uh jovi's like all right let's leave the baby alone for a second and yara doesn't want to uh you know put the baby down at all so I have to ask, so it looked like it was hot outside yeah. and the baby looked bundled up. And then I was very worried when they put the baby in the pram mm-hmm. um, that like the sun and the pl- the hot plastic. And I was like, this is too hot for the baby. Mm-hmm. So I was immediately nervous about that. Um, and oh, uh, talk about a good Jovi moments. How about Jovi taking a dump on breastfeeding in public? I was like, OK, yeah. Jovi just outdoes himself again. <sighs> 
Classic yeah. Jovi. Yeah, I mean, Jovi is very sensitive to uh, different issues that uh, new mothers are facing uh, between uh, breastfeeding in public. And also, uh, Jovi talks about uh, that, he, much like Asuelu and Kalani, uh, that he is also sleeping in a separate room uh, to uh, as a favor to Yara. I've been sleeping in the living room so that Yara can get some rest. I'm just away from her every night, so... Um, even though we can't have sex, obviously, because she just had a baby go through her vagina. Yeah, thank you for explaining all that, Jovi. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I really did appreciate the uh, the anatomy lesson we got from, from Jovi. Mm-hmm. Who better to learn lessons from, truly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then... It seems as though um, Jovi is not even allowed to hold the baby, which uh, then I was a little bit like, okay, maybe Yara is probably going a little overboard. But then uh, we heard this story about how this one time Jovi was holding the baby and then Jovi fell asleep holding the baby. And Jovi's like, oh, it's not a big deal. You know, I was holding the baby and then the baby, uh, I fell asleep. And then, you know, the kids get hurt all the time. Like this baby's a week old. I mean, in the scenes we got with him holding the baby up, I was like, I feel like you're mishandling yeah. the baby a little bit. Like, you, toddlers, okay, fall down. Like, that happens. Newborn babies are not supposed to fall down, Jovi. Yeah. I just fall asleep a little bit. It's just not a big deal. I just fall down, and then, you know, I, I fall down all the time. And, like, Rob, I think it's a combination of being a new mother and seeing Jovi with the baby that's made Yara extra protective yeah. of her own. And you're telling me, Puya, that uh, that Jovi didn't uh, break into a couple of those Coronas from last week before he fell asleep holding the baby? Oh, Rob, those Coronas were gone by day three. He's on the second case of Corona. Um, he's already on it. You know mm-hmm. he is. You know he is. And that you know what? That's why he's in. He's sitting because if he's asleep in the living room, Yara's got the bedroom. He's got the fridge. He's got easy access yeah. to the fridge. He is set. He's just chilling. Also, uh, Jovi just tells us like he's like you know I'm getting like, you know I'm I'm really concerned with Yara. Like okay, what are you concerned about? What's your concern? I don't know. What I do know is that he is trying to convince her that they need to get back into their own lives, go on their honeymoon and leave the baby with Gwen for a week, mm-hmm. which she is not willing to do. No, it's not happening. No. So look, uh, it seems like that Jovi, like, uh, it seems to have some sort of a fundamental misunderstanding of like, uh, how paradigm shifting having a baby is going to be this relationship. Yes, I don't think he's completely recognized that mm-hmm. um, he, where he at, he is at, what his new role is. And I think he's conflating the fact that he's at home because of the pandemic with, oh, I have a kid, so that's why my life is different. Like, he's not fully understood the, the, the seriousness of the situation, in yeah. my opinion. And now he's about to go off and go back to, where, where is he off to? What country? Uh, Guyana. Guyana, yeah. Yeah. All right, so he's gonna go, uh, go back, go back to where, and uh, Yara is not really uh, thrilled with that. No, and then on the next time on, it looks like he's gonna deliver her bad news with regards to his work, maybe. So, what's we'll the see bad what news? Is. He's gonna be gone for longer. 
I mean, I would assume there's no other world where there's any other bad news, right? Unless it's a fake out of the bad news is you're going to be stuck with me because I left that job. I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like That's the only other way they could twist that. But no, I would assume he's going to have to stay for longer or something of the sort. Okay. Uh, let's uh, pick up with uh, Mike and Natalie. And uh, Mike and Natalie, uh, we... This is what we've seen from them this season. Uh, Natalie went to Seattle with Mike. Uh, mm-hmm. It was like they had like some sort of lobotomy. They were lovey-dovey for one episode. Then it was Mike's birthday. Natalie surprised him with sushi and then had to make a remark about, uh, oh, is this like the woman who sent you naked uh, pictures from Reno? And then Mike walked off the set. Then they were off for a week and they came back and now Natalie uh, drove home. And uh, then they sort of have an apology. Like uh, Natalie comes back and Mike is pissed. She brought up uh, stupid old stuff. Natalie says uh, she was wrong and tries to make peace. Well, well, Natalie first says, you left me alone. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, well, I didn't like what you said. And they said, well, you left me alone. Apologize. He was like, no, I'm not going to apologize for Mm -hmm. that. And then he tells her she needs to apologize. She apologizes. And then Mike says, I'll see if I'll accept the deal. I'll see if I'll accept mm-hmm. your apology. Yeah. I'll need time on it. Tough customer. Rob, can we bin both of them? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. But what I've about never... when Natalie does the forgiveness dance? And then he says, is it going to rain? No, the, the forgiveness dance didn't give me much to, you know, yearn for mm-hmm. this. And like now they're going to we're going to see his mom soon. I've I've never felt so irritated watching anyone on the 90 day franchise ever. So, all right, then Natalie is like a Sour Patch Kid, uh, Puya. Did you understand this? Did it make sense to you? I guess so. I mean, I'm not a big Sour Patch uh, Kid guy. I don't really like the sour candy, but I think it's like you taste it like, oh, it's sour. Uh, But then it's trying to be very sweet on the inside. I'm not sure if that's necessarily Natalie, but I understood what he was saying. Yeah. Which part of the sweet part? Yeah. I I like sour candy. I didn't quite understand this, but... You know what? We'll allow it. It's Mike who's saying it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, they're both stubborn. Basically, that's the lesson here. The too long didn't read version is they're both stubborn. They get hung up on the smallest details with each other. And she is extremely nervous because they're going to visit his mom for Thanksgiving. Trish the dish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Coming then, back. I mean, AKA butter's good for your mind, lady. Mm-hmm. That's the one. So, uh, but Rob. Tell yeah. us about this phone call that yeah. Had. So uh, we basically, and then we got a whole reset on uh, Mike's mom and has sure to cancel the wedding. Uh, so we found that uh, first off, uh, Mike does he call his mom Punkasaurus? Yep, got that in my notes. What um, what is that? It's it's a weird thing to call your mother. I think uh, mm-hmm. I'm safe to say. Wait, yeah, I don't know what a Punkasaurus is. I I know a Saurus is you know you're it's a, some kind of dinosaur, dinosaur verbiage. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's the punk part for? I don't know. I don't I don't know. know. Are you calling your mom a punk? I feel like that's wrong. I feel like, I right, and then are you calling her, um, you know, uh, old? Oh, you know what? That's that could be it. That could hmm. be a shady way of saying it. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Okay, all right. So, Punkasaurus is um, calls Mike every day at four ten a.m. Puya. Yeah. Every Why morning. is Mike up at this time? He's going. He's driving to work. He drives he to work at four to four o'clock. Apparently, um, 
it's a lot. It's a lot. I couldn't fathom talking to anyone at 4:10, let alone my mother every day too. Hmm. If I'm if I'm on the verge of waking up and it's that early, I don't need to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I need my coffee. That's really it. Yeah. But every day. Then they talk about their Thanksgiving plans, yes. of course. And she uh, Miss Punk Miss Punkasaurus holds no punches yeah. against Natalie. She hates Natalie. Mm-hmm. So Why? Mike wants to know, uh, so uh, did you get a Tofurky for Natalie? And she's, no, no, I did not. <laughs> yeah, well, she doesn't eat any poultry. She might only fish. And then she says, well, there's a river she can go get fish from. But, mm-hmm. Well, that's mean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and then, then she didn't even get a fish. She said she could go down to the river and, and, and pull out a boot. Oh, yeah, true. She didn't even give her the opportunity to get a fish. It's just a boot. And am yeah, I crazy, Puya? But didn't Natalie what? already go fishing and then did they pull out a boot from the from when they went fishing? Is that Did I dream this? I, I think they went fishing. That yeah. part I remember. Okay. Yeah, that part, I, that that might part just be sounds from my, vivid. You know, uh, addled mind uh, to think that they had that they just, imagination. They went they went fishing and got a, and pulled out a boot. <laughs> uh, but very mean, yeah, Rob. So here's the thing. Like, yeah, it's very mean. She and then and then he, Mike asks her, "Are you going to be on your best behavior?" And she says, "Probably not." No. So this is going to be a mess. And and you know, this is kind of where Mike I pull the plug on this Rob. for your own sanity. Pull the plug on Thanksgiving. This is a disaster. You you are and walking I, into an ambush, sir. Abort the mission. Abort the mission, Mike. But Rob, there's going to be turkey and stuffing there. No turkey is worth this. No there chocolate really pie is worth this, Mike. I know he he was drooling over the Thanksgiving food. I think it was in the last season. Yeah, he couldn't wait. He this is his. I think it's his favorite holiday. I think is what he said. I, you know, it might have been so, the beginning of the season where he was talking about how great uh, Thanksgiving is, but it's not worth it, Mike. Go out to it's eat. It's gonna be your worst Thanksgiving ever. This is gonna sour you on Thanksgivings. You shouldn't let this yeah, happen. Not like a Sour Patch Kid, where then there's gonna be a part that's actually, oh, this is good. This was worth it. No. Yeah. No, it's gonna be more of a licorice patch kid. Don't do it. <laughs> it's all bitter all, all the way through. It's licorice all bitter. Um, well, there's red licorice, black licorice. Black licorice is, is the taste bitter? What's the taste? Well, what do you describe the taste as? Uh, I don't like it. Mm. So that's why I use that one. Yeah, yeah. nobody likes it. Very few people like it. No, no, Liana loves it. Oh, just be careful that don't eat too much. Yeah, no, I, um, this one time she wanted some fun treat, um, Mm -hmm. while I was going to the store, she's like, can you get me black licorice? And I said, okay. And I was like, do you want anything else? She said, no. I thought that is wild to me, mm-hmm. but okay, we'll, we'll get it for you. And she just had black licorice. Wow. Just, just casually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, the good part, thing about black licorice is you don't have to share it. Yeah, exactly. She, mm-hmm. she had exclusive rights to it. I didn't even ask for a piece. It was- <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's coming up, uh, Mike and Natalie. Uh, Tiffany and Ronald, uh, we got to see a little bit of Tiffany in her new apartment, putting together a bed frame. Not sure if she bought it at the same store that Kalani and Kalini uh, visited. Um, I, I do like uh, Tiffany's son. What, what is his name? 
Daniel. Daniel. I do like the relationship uh, with uh, him and Ronald. He seems to like they have a connection seemingly like he calls him dad. It seems nice. Uh, They Skype him. And then uh, but then Ronald is, uh, again, uh, horrible where uh, he's like, oh, I see. You canceled the plane tickets to fix up the apartment. Yeah. So I first of all, I want to put it out there. I have missed. Um, Daniel in my life. Daniel was a very positive light in the season that he debuted, and it's great to see more of him here. But Ronald clearly has seems like not a sweet understood. kid. Very sweet kid. Very sweet kid. I remember the first time where he meets um, Ronald in person, and then decides I'm going to call him dad now. And mm-hmm. I'm lucky that he hasn't turned back. I think that um, Ronald has missed the point of everything that was discussed previously. That clearly. The point wasn't, I'm going to not get the tickets so I can benefit this house. It was, I'm not going to get the tickets because you need to do it yourself this time. And I, yes, I'm going to put that money towards the security deposit for this place for me and your children to have a place. And when she says our place, she means it. Because still to this day, Tiffany believes that your visa is going to clear and you will be here with her. So she's not going to live in limbo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will tell you Rob, being in the in the process of applying for this visa, so I was waiting for about 2 years, a year and a half, 2 years before I got my confirmation. I didn't want to buy anything new because I thought at any moment I can get the positive and then I have to leave and move all this stuff anyways and I'm not going to like keep it. So the fact that she's doing this is because she believes in you moving there. Mm-hmm. Come on now, Ronald. Yeah. Take it easy, Ronald. <laughs> Exactly. Be chill. But why can't you be chill, Ronald? Come on. Yeah. All right. So he got a job. He's going to work mm-hmm. as a motorcycle mechanic. So part time, part time, yeah. part time. But she was excited, but she didn't want to let him know she was excited. Yeah, she was like, part of me wants to congratulate him and tell him I'm excited. But then the other part says, well, you're doing what everyone else in their mid thirties does. Get a mm-hmm. job. Yeah. So keep him humble by not saying anything. Mm-hmm. So um, basically, that's it. I mean, that, that was all we got. Yeah, it was a bit of a nothing burger with them. Ultimately, let's see. The fact of the matter is, I also feel for Ronald because he's away from his wife and uh, Daniel, who he's found, he's come to love, and his own biological daughter that he's missing seeing her grow up. So it is hard to be in that position, but also it, from what we've learned, he's not put in the, the push, the hustle to get the money to sort everything out. So let's hope everything works out for them. Sounds like the next episode with them. Are they going to be on the next episode? I believe they are. Yeah. So he talks about if the visa declines and they don't move to him, he will not do long distance. Okay. So it sounds like he's at his break. That's fine. Yeah. If this is the one that could just like fall off the table, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Tiffany and Ronald. Rob, can I tell you, Liana is the most excited about Tiffany and Ronald coming back. But why? What's going to happen? Well, it's just because she's not seen them ever, right? But, like, you're meeting three other couples for the first time, whereas Liana's seen all these couples in the last, like, calendar year, but Tiffany and Ronald have been the ones we haven't seen in a while. So she's keen on seeing them, yeah. but she has also said that it's gotten a little bit ugly. It's a little bit here. like uh, the like Kelly Wigglesworth hype is uh, coming back for Survivor Second Chances. Like, oh, we haven't seen her in a long time. Yes. And it's like, oh, it's yeah. actually not that exciting. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you're like, eh, I could do without Tiffany and Ronald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Absence makes the heart grow fonder. All right. It does. Uh, let's talk about Angela because Angela is going to have her surgery. There we go. This was pretty much the entirety of the episode. 
But we did get a little bit of a segment at the beginning. Yeah. Um, which is uh, which is good. Okay. So, all right. So Angela is uh, showing up, uh, and we got the whole crew here: uh, Natalia, uh, the stomach doctor, and uh, Doctor Mike. Yeah, good old Doctor Mike. Hey, not <laughs> knock knock. <laughs> I feel like which? No, I'm not going to ask you that because you'll have to give me a non-biased answer, and I don't think you could. Well, try me. Which Dr. Mike do you like more? Hmm. I mean, I have to say I like uh, Dr. Uh, Mike Zahalski better because that uh, he's a, my friend. He's, uh, yeah. you know, I text with him. But this Dr. Mike seems pretty good, too. He seems nice. I think I think this Dr. Mike's heart is in the right place with what he's doing here mm-hmm. in this episode. This is the um, area of the body he works on. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And he doesn't, cl- you know, he doesn't hold his thoughts close to the chest. He definitely <laughs> shares them openly with Mike, we come to see. So this is a question I have for you, Puya, about the ethics yes. of 90 Day Fiance. Okay. Okay. Angela goes in for her surgery. The mm-hmm. doctors are here. The doctors are asking Angela if she has stuck to the pre surgery regimen which includes no solid foods and not smoking angela lies to the doctors she says she has not smoked angela in confessional tells the producers i'm lying i have smoked do the producers have an obligation to save angela from herself do the producers have an obligation to tell the doctors what they know, which is actually uh, Angela, who already is a health risk to have these surgeries, has been smoking and that you should not perform a surgery on her today? I think it's a complicated position because I, I also thought about this when I saw it of is no one going to say anything? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's not their story to tell. It's not their secret to part ways with. But this is also a matter of life could come in to talk here. On so, so. many levels of one, like ethically, I think it's right. Mm-hmm. Um, two, that I think that the doctors would want to would want to know this. But basically, like, um, like, God forbid, if Angela doesn't make it. You know, uh, all the the medical practitioners involved on this show are probably this is not going to be so good for their career or livelihood. Mm -hmm. And then also multiple levels. Yeah. You know, for the producers, if something Mm -hmm. happens to Angela, there goes your show. Do you think there's a chance that they would have told the doctors before they performed the surgery when Angela wasn't in earshot? Do you think that they could have tipped them off? It makes the doctors seem like very um, unscrupulous. Is it unscrupulous? Mm. Yeah. Uh, if, if they oh, knew then. she was smoking cigarettes and then they still performed surgery on her despite telling us about the health risks. Yeah, so, so I do not know a lot about the field obviously but then my other thought is they're already they mentioned it like multiple times on the episode in like confessionals about how angela as an older overweight smoker is going to have a tough go of all this 
is it a position where she's already there? She's already in the risk. So having found out that she smoked prior to this doesn't make the risk way, way mm-hmm. worse. Maybe that's a thing. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure, but I definitely felt very uncomfortable that she boldface lied, but we all knew that she was lying. You know, yeah. like we all knew and there's evidence and there were people that could have put a stop to it. So, but I don't know. Is there, and then the other thing, Rob, is that I don't think there's a law where they can't say anything. Is there? I, I, again, I don't know the I like no privacy laws or what sort of, a, but I don't think that, that your privacy law is about your reality TV producer. And you, like, I think that's really between like uh, doctors and people in physicians who then uh, can't share your personal information. But that's, you know, above my pay grade. All right. So let's get to uh, Dr. Mike is going to come in, Dr. Michael. And so he is um, getting the word that her Michael is apprehensive about the surgery. And so he says, you want me to talk to him on the phone? And Angela lights up. This is, oh, this will be great. Uh, perfect yeah she knows exactly what she's doing mm-hmm. when she green lights this she wants michael to see dr michael and feel some type of way mm-hmm. i think because mm-hmm. dr my this is where i talked about him having the good intentions the doctor wants to the doctor says he believes like he says africans have apprehension about surgery Unless it's life or death, they don't really do it. So he believes that Michael just doesn't want anything bad to happen to Angela. So he wants to make him feel better, reassure Michael that, hey, everything's fine. She's in good hands. We're taking care of her. Like nothing's going to go wrong. Um, and then they do the call. Yep. And I, it was a bit of an awkward call. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the doctor is talking it through. Okay. And then he wants to know, all right, um, what's your favorite part of Angela's body? It's like the newlywed game now. (laughs) I thought it was a weird question to ask. It's Um, like, oh, sorry, Michael. Uh, She said uh, she thought you liked her butt. Oh, sorry. No points. (laughs) It felt like an alley-oop. But when you throw it on the backboard to yourself to dunk it. So he was like, I'm going to throw it. I'm going to ask. He's going to say breasts. I'm going to be like, perfect. Her breasts are going to be fine because we're only going to remove a pound. They're going to be the same, about the same size as you like them. So it'll all be good. It felt very, very weird. And I don't think it's the weirdest part of the conversation yet for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he says, don't worry. I'm going to do a good job. You'll, you're you're going to like what we're going to do. You'll be, you'll be impressed. Okay. All right. Uh, so, okay. So I guess some, uh, Michael has some uh, confidence. All right. So Angela is getting ready to wrap up the call. She says, okay, well, hold on. Uh, all right. Before we get off the phone, you need to say goodbye to some uh, some friends of yours uh before we go into surgery and she moves moves the phone lower so she could uh let michael say goodbye all right well tell him bye one more time tell him bye say bye bye yeah bye say goodbye to the boobs one more time yeah this was the weird part i was alluding to it was very odd um she does hold the camera down to her chest 
tries to get him to say bye. We don't hear him say bye. The say bye-bye kind of sounded like she was talking to a baby. Um, Is he the baby? Are the boobs the baby? No, she's the baby. No, oh yeah. Is she talking for to the boobs to say bye to Michael? Or is she saying Michael say bye to the boobs? Yeah. I don't know. All I know is I that I mean this would be like just, if if Tiffany was on the on like a Skype call with Ronald and then Ronald was signing off and she had like the one year old like, okay, all right, this is all right, before dad hangs up. All right. Well tell him bye one more time. Tell him bye. Say bye bye. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, so that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we get a confessional from Angela to follow to segue out of here. And she says that she was always big blank Angie and she still wants to be big blank Angie. Mm-hmm. I say blank because they censored it. I'm not exactly sure what the word yes. was. Um, that's an interesting nickname. Did Is that a self-proclaimed nickname or did others give her that nickname? I don't know. I'm curious because it's like BTA. The, so, yeah. It's like, no, sorry. Call me, call me BTA. I go by BTA. They're like, oh, okay, cool. BTA it is. I don't think so. I would assume that it's a nickname she got from someone else and then she co-opted it. She was like, she okay, liked I it. like this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. There you go. Um, so uh, we'll see. Not sure. How do we find out if people are still calling her BTA? Is that a cameo? I mean, yeah. Is that must be that would be a great cameo question actually to see if uh, she answers that. Yeah, I would say go with that. Yeah. Okay. And then next although time the, on, I, I, the cameo you get from Angie. All right. Well, tell him bye one more time. <laughs> tell him bye. Say bye bye. It's the sign off. Are you ready yeah, to see Angela go into surgery, Puya? I mean. Never, but we did get that. Mm-hmm. We did get that. She's so. really like holding court in the like uh they're like uh putting her into the chair or into onto the, the gurney and she's like uh hey am I getting a lethal injection? Ha <laughs> and nothing worse than someone you're about to perform surgery on giving you a comedy show you didn't ask for prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um <laughs> she's like uh, really carrying on. Then at one point then she's uh, telling the doctor, ah, take this oxygen mask off me. I don't want yeah. this. I don't want. Yeah, she, but she, hey, well, let's give her. She went back to back on the surgeries. You got one, two in one go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which is a and lot to bear. Dr. Michael's like, you know, no, Angela, you need to keep the oxygen on. You, the, trust me on this. You need to. She's like, it's not working. It's not working. Like, like, like it's just like, just settle down. Put this over your face. That this is part of the anesthesia. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'll be okay. Yeah, everything'll be fine. Um, yeah, Angela's whole worry from the beginning has been like she's someone who want for someone who wants the surgery. She's been very nervous to do it the whole time. She's a bit patient to see it. Yeah, yeah, and we get to see a lot of this here. Puya, what's your um, threshold for uh, amount of uh, like um, surgical? Uh, footage that you uh, could sit through. I stared into Liana's eyes while this was happening. Yeah, like, I can't watch it. It was a lot. Um, and and when I went for in for my uh, surgery, I remember once they started wheeling me and I'm laying down. I was like, I'm just gonna close my eyes and mm-hmm. and just whatever happens happens. And then then they gave me the oxygen mask. Then I went under. Then it was fine. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't. My threshold is very little. 
Do you know Zero. does does Liana use a stethoscope often at work? No, no yeah. stethoscope. Yeah, Liana. this is a uh, microscope. Yeah, micros- yeah, microscope more than stethoscope. Yeah, Ch- yeah. Uh, Chappelle had said uh, stethoscope the other day. So I don't think it's a stethoscope. Yeah, I don't think Liana has ever used this. I mean, I'll ask her. Mm-hmm. I'll ask her. That'll be yeah. my, my homework for the okay. week. Yeah, I just want to make sure that uh, I, I wasn't the one that had spoken uh, uh, incorrectly there. Yeah, no. If if conversation between you and Chappelle, which one of you spoken correctly? My money's on. Chappelle, <laughs> so. No offense, Chappelle. But. Yeah, we were uh, talking about going back to uh, the. Uh, I think we were talking about uh, going back to uh, if uh, Rock of Love. Uh, what would Chappelle Chappelle of Love? Uh, and he said that uh, Liana would have a stethoscope of love. I think. Oh. Um. She wouldn't have a show, Chappelle. Well, how dare you? Why mm-hmm. would you even yeah. consider that? Yes. Okay. okay. All right. Um, so, boy, uh, Dr. Michael, though, is uh, he's getting confident. Yeah. He's very, he, he, he believes in his craft. He does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, a little a pound off here, pound off there. Boom done yeah i love the little segments of of him giving yeah. commentary to everyone else in the operating room about what's going on yeah but yeah this is a little bit like uh if you go to like the deli uh cold cut counter and then uh <laughs> the, the guy is like a, like yeah can i get a pound of uh the uh the turkey and the guy slices it and puts it on the scales like boom nailed it 1.00 yeah. I mean, that is an achievement. I remember um, with the bagel shop with cream cheese, having yeah. to like dish it out and put it in the container. When you hit the Eyeballed exact it. amount, yeah. that is that is art. That mm-hmm. is art is what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Be proud of your measurements. Proud of his craft. <laughs> All right. So, they did it and uh, they did the sleeve. Uh, we got to see the breast reduction and then they go to wake up Angela. It seems like she's a little non-responsive. Uh, this strikes me and we know Angela is fine. We know she's, um, you know, th- 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 obviously she uh, did not die on the operating table. Uh, she is uh, right. still with us. So, uh, but this is just like classic, like uh, reality TV fake out where, oh, she's not responsive. And then like uh, a minute into next week's episode, she's fine. Yeah. I mean, uh, and and not to get, like, you know, shadow the glass for anybody, but a lot of the confessionals we see are from post her operation. You can clearly tell it's a different Angela. Um, so she's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. That's the good news. Uh, the bad news for you, Angela fans out there, it doesn't seem like they're going to be on the next ep- next week's episode. Oh, we're going to wait two weeks on this cliffhanger? We will have to. Yeah, it looks like Andre and Libby, Brandon and Julia, Jovi and Yara, Tiffany Ronald, Kalania Swill and Mike and Natalie are the features next week. So mm-hmm. Angela's got a bye week. Okay. Yeah, I don't look too much into the uh, the preview stuff. You like to go in a little bit more. Yeah, because I kind of feel like that they give you so much in the previews that I almost feel like they, you don't have to watch the show. No, there's especially this week, there were a lot of couples where they gave you the meat and potatoes and that was it. Like there was nothing else added after that. So that's mm-hmm. fair. That's yeah. Fair. Okay. And then please give me uh, the uh, turducken and potatoes in the future. We, we can't give you the tofurkey. We're just not going to get that for you. So turducken, we can maybe manage. Yeah. Um, overall, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was very good. Again, there were a couple of duds, but that's fine. They were overpowered by the by the juicy bits, which is good. We mm-hmm. always enjoy that. 
And uh, yeah, the outside of Mike and Natalie, I'm not going to lie to you. I was very much enjoying every other bit of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, Tiffany Ronald, uh, not not a lot there, but you can leave them. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Puya, so looking forward to uh, next week getting back for more uh, Happily Ever After. Uh, Puya, what's coming up for you this week? Uh, more Mass Singer. We are about two weeks out now. One more episode before the finale. Leon and I will be back together talking about everything there. We had a very fun episode this past week talking about the Feisty Five. And then mm-hmm. we, Rob Riggle was the guest judge. Ooh. And we learned a whole lot about Holy Moly, which uh, we've never. <laughs> yes. About yes. Yeah. Did you know that the next season of Holy Moly is called Holy Moly 3D in 2D? Is that the full title, 3D in 2D? It's called Holy Moly 3D, but it's going to be shown in 2D, is I think what Wiki told me. Why? How is Holy Moly 3D different than previous? Uh, Like, it's not like that they were in two dimensions in previous Holy Moly seasons. Mm-hmm. I, I I know. Oh, but Rob, also, I was wrong. The title is Holy Moly 3D and 2D. Yeah. I think you're getting a little so, cute here. Just a little cute. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, so we talked about that. And then, of course, uh, I will. I do stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. Yeah. Uh, we've had some good content this past week, and I'm going to keep the ball rolling. Yeah. We had a lot of fun uh, with uh, Uncle Kiwi and Jenny and Phil playing the absolute right. audacity. Yeah, did you enjoy it, Rob? Did you enjoy the game I did. format? It was I thought good. it was very. I mean, that that's a great crew. Uh, that yeah. I mean, basically, you know, we could have gotten together and like gone over my taxes, and it still would have been fun. I think we would have found the good place. We could have gotten together and watched uh, Angela's surgery videos, and we would have still had a pleasant experience. Yes, you know, So I really enjoyed that. So it was a great hang. Yeah. Thanks for coming through, Rob. Yeah, Appreciate that. a lot of fun. Uh, of course, uh, that we've got a lot going on here on Rob Has a Podcast. I got to talk to Sean Clements from the Hollywood Handbook Podcast. Uh, he talked about uh, his love of Survivor. He's been uh, on his own Survivor page. A lot of people during, you know, what was interesting about quarantine is that a lot of people just like, uh, like, oh, well, let me do Survivor. Let me bang out 40 seasons of Survivor right now. Premium content, and mm-hmm. it's not going anywhere. And they, luckily for those people who were catching up, the new season wasn't around the corner, mm-hmm. so they had they had the time to do it. Yeah. So the nice thing about Survivor, I mean, much like a ninety day fiance, is like you could just like pick and choose your your seasons, and then it's like uh, you just jump in. It's not like that you can like jump into you know season six of like a serialized show where it's like wait who are these characters? I have no idea what's going on. You know, every season starts new, so that's uh, the nice thing about uh, going back for Survivor for any newcoming uh, fans. But so we had uh, that over the weekend. I also watched uh, Super Mario Brothers from. 1993 mm-hmm. with uh, Uncle Kiwi and Josh Wiggler. And then uh, we've got a lot coming up uh, this week on the podcast, including uh, Outwit Outplay at List is going to be uh, back, talking about the best Survivor GIFs of all time. And then also, we are going to be uh, doing the 21st best season of Survivor, Survivor Africa on uh, Wednesday night. Not to mention uh, News AF. We uh, got the jump on the week this week. Uh, recorded News AF already. Uh, if you were looking for that on Tuesday, uh, it's already up in your podcast feed. So go ahead and check that out. All right. 
So lots going on, of course. Uh, even more happening in our patron podcast feed at robswebsitecom slash patron. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Support for this podcast comes from our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and it's hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. That's a good thing, too. You're busy enough. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see how much you could save. It's Geico. Easy. Visit Geico.com today.